Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Thursday morning headlines. We can learn today what multiple law enforcement agencies found in a field in Pflugerville. Officers searching this yesterday telling us it is tied to Raul Mesa Jr. Some law enforcement call him a potential serial killer. Police arresting Mesa in May, accusing him of killing the man he lived with. Investigators say he could be linked to as many as 10 cold cases. City of Round Rock is in the middle of planning and building multiple projects that were approved by voters in Proposition A back in May. But the city needs millions of dollars to get some of those projects up and going before the bonds can be used. The city is holding a city council meeting tonight to explain what they are proposing. The Powerball jackpot is now an estimated $875 million. No winner in last night's $750 million jackpot. The next drawing is on Saturday. This morning we could learn what else was inside a home in Cedar Park. This is where officials believe that they found some explosive material. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Etnon. This crews were out there at that home near Parksville way late into last night. They wrapped up just before midnight. Police working with the Austin Bomb Squad and several other agencies, including the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and the FBI to find out exactly what was inside that home. Police say around two o'clock in the afternoon, they got that call from a woman who found suspicious items in her home. Now, Cedar Park Police Chief Mike Harmon tells us they believe the explosives may have been there, put by someone that she knows. Neighbors in four homes were evacuated and some living nearby were surprised. It is kind of alarming. It's um, just not something you think of in, in your neighborhood, your old quiet neighborhood that would happen. Officials sent the material to a lab for testing. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Here's a live look outside. This is the view from Hayes County. Our rock and dirt guard camera there in Buda. Not showing us anything too exciting. We do have some low clouds out there, but dry skies from Mason to Fayette County. Everybody going to see a dry day today. Temperatures just as warm this morning. We are in the upper 70s to low 80s. 81 in Austin, 80 in Burnett, 79 in Dripping Springs. Mostly above that 80 degree mark as you get east of I-35. Compared to yesterday, about 1 to 2 degrees on either side of how we started uh, the day on Wednesday, but I would tell you most of us about one degree warmer, which means we are going to see another insanely hot day. I mean, yesterday we topped at 108 degrees in Austin. That was our hottest day of the year so far. Not often do we get above 105, but we certainly reached that yesterday and today will likely repeat that with a forecast high of 107 and a feels like temperature at 112. An excessive heat warning continues for most of our area through 9 p.m. tonight for those heat index values up to about 114. And again, those those actual air temperatures could creep up to about 107, 108 today. So coming up in your first morning forecast, we're nudging up temperatures just a little bit more. We've got a string of record heat expected in the seven day forecast, which unfortunately ties in to that third bullet point, and that's the wildfire concerns that are starting to increase on us later this week. And we'll talk more about that here in just a few minutes. Also wanted to tell you about some breaking weather news from yesterday. Several tornadoes touching down just outside of Chicago. Extensive damage reported in that area, including large trees being snapped, damaged roofs out there, out there too, I should say. Now, 
Yesterday's weather set off emergency storm sirens and in nearby Willowbrook, dark storm clouds filled those skies. The weather and the threat of severe storms has caused travel delays at O'Hare International Airport. It canceled or delayed hundreds of flights due to the weather. Now travelers are trying to stay calm, hoping they can get to their final destinations sooner rather than later. Oh no, rearrange everything and the feeding. So I had to re-strategize everything. So yeah, there's hence a lot of little bags, so yeah. And then now with just a lot of cancellations and all the challenges that come with it. Looking at the you know tower control shortage personnel, the delays, the weather, the impacts, the fires, it's been a lot going on lately. Are we going to make it? Now here's something to keep in mind. Traveler rights are better these days with airlines offering vouchers and miles for severe disruptions. And if possible, carry on at all times. That way, if bags are lost, you will at least have something with you. We'll continue to keep on top of these delays out in the Midwest today. Okay, thank you, Kristen. The Texas Department of Public Safety telling KXAN it will continue patrols here in Austin. This is despite the interim city manager and mayor suspending the official partnership between Austin Police and DPS. One major concern, though, from some council members, the accusation that DPS unfairly targeted black and brown communities. And DPS data provided to Austin back in April shows the majority of arrests were black or Latino people. Now, the group Save Austin Now says suspending the partnership is going to hurt your public safety. Co-founders of that advocacy group say DPS is a temporary solution while the city works out on a labor contract with APD. In a statement, its leaders write, quote, Austin residents must rise up and demand Austin reinstate the partnership until we have a four-year labor contract and rapidly improve both recruitment and retention. President of the Austin Police Association saying APD is currently 500 officers short. That's based on Austin's minimum staffing projections. He called on police chief Joseph Chacon for some answers. In a statement, he went on to say, quote, the APA sincerely hopes that Chief Chacon takes this opportunity to address the public and his officers about the realities his police department is facing. The additional challenges moving forward without DPS assistance and how he intends to resolve the staffing crisis. When could we see the property tax relief plan hit the governor's desk and how is it going to impact school funding? And we're looking at how well a new border effort is working as these giant buoys are now being installed in the Rio Grande. Good morning, a live look outside. This is from Buda, our rock and dirt yard camera and a live look on what is a warm start to this Thursday morning. Texas Senate unanimously passed some key components of the $18 billion property tax relief package, and this now heads to the House, where it is expected to pass today. Yeah, under the plan, homeowners will be able to exempt $100,000 of their primary home's value from property taxes. The current homestead exemption is $40,000. A key component of that deal, including $12 billion for compression, and that's when the state pays for what school districts normally collect in local property taxes. Districts in turn lower your local rates. And while the deal has broad support, some public education advocates have concerns about the sustainability in future sessions, given that the state had a $33 billion budget surplus this year. 
it is just changing the ratio between the state and the local share of funding. It is not increasing the total level of funding. So most of the school districts that are having problems right now that are unable to keep staff, that are unable to provide pay increases in order to attract and retain staff, uh, they're still in that same boat. This is not going to help those districts. Both chambers still have to pass the constitutional amendment required to enact these property tax relief plans, meaning that you, Texans, the voter, will decide come November. Austin still working to clean up some camps belonging to those experiencing homelessness. Just how much it's spending on these efforts. How Round Rock hopes to get projects voters approved back in May up and running sooner than expected. Good morning. It is a early start here to this Thursday. You're up early as we take a live look outside. We appreciate you being here with us on KXAN News today. You know, from creeks lined with trash and needles to mattresses under highways, the work to clean up Austin's homeless encampments, it falls on several city departments. KXAN's Nabil Ramana covered how much the city is spending to clean the same spots over and over again. That's the camp. For more than a year. Jamie Hammonds has been documenting. I think somebody's living there right now. Every homeless camp he comes across, he takes note. And he says many look like this, piled with trash, mattresses, and syringes. It's just left unchecked, so it just keeps progressively over the months getting worse and worse. The city routinely cleans out camps and has been doing so since May 2021 when the camping ban went into effect. Now, when the city removes those camps from plain sight, a lot of the people living there move into areas where they can't be seen, like the woods here. And as you can see, this campsite has grown and there's a lot of trash. They spend thousands and thousands to clean it, but there is no enforcement. So there are, you know, it's re-inhabited within a week. Cleaning these camps isn't cheap. The bulk of the work falls on three departments, the Public Works Department, Parks and Recreation Department, and Watershed Protection Department. Overall, all three have spent about $3.5 million in cleanups in the last two years. I can see how the trash in some of the encampments and around the city from people experiencing homelessness can cause an uproar. Anthony Jackson with We Can Now has helped place people into housing. He says not everyone enjoys living in these conditions and many people keep a clean camp. But there are some that get out of hand. Mental illness, drug abuse and drug use definitely adds to the component. Jackson says progress is being made and more housing will help, but it takes one step at a time. More is going to have to be done, but I think we're having those conversations. It's crazy. Hammonds says the current methods aren't doing enough and the city has to do even more. It's more upsetting to know, you know, how much money they have and that we still have humans living in these conditions. Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News. Right now on KXAN.com, we are tracking exactly how many tons of trash has been picked up, breaking it down by month. As of June, cleanups have removed more than 85 tons of trash this year. Chipotle may be getting some assistance in the kitchen from a non-human helper. Yes, the company's testing out a collaborative robot called Autocado at the Chipotle in Irvine, California. Now, Autocado is an AI system. Oh, it's Autocado. Because I was thinking there you go. it looked like avocado, and I was going to say avocado. 
but it's avocado. Tomato, avocado, tomato. <laughs> but it's extra. Okay. Avocado. Unless I love you didn't know. Uh, it's an AI system that can take up to 25 pounds of unpeeled avocados at a time. The robot stands them upright one at a time, slices them in half, removes wow. the skin in a pit. Mm -hmm. The peeled avocados drop into a bowl below, and there you go. The worker then takes over, adding additional ingredients and mashing yeah. the guacamole. Avocado. I love they this. They sort of look like little cucumber slices. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like, that. like obviously we don't want it to be taking anybody's jobs, but if we can make a little personal avocados that we can bring out all. That would be That's great. Right? Wow. Yes. Do the hard work. Wow. Yeah, or pick you, the perfect avocado. That's like the Girl, next I... Williams-Sonoma product. Yes, <laughs> I know. It's like Keurig Autocado, <laughs> yeah. right? Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because we are still talking hot temperatures. I mean, that probably doesn't surprise you, right? We are in the thick of it when it comes to summertime here in Central Texas. We've got dry skies out there now, a little bit of some low morning cloud cover, 81 degrees currently, but the humidity brings our feels like temperatures up to 87. It is going to be a warm morning and unfortunately a miserably hot afternoon because yesterday's 108 will be followed by a forecast high of 107 today. Honestly, we're not going to notice a difference, right? That's still very hot. 107, 108 expected across Travis County. We've got a feels like temperature of 112. So let me stretch out your forecast heat indices across all of central Texas, and you'll find a lot of us between about 112 and 114, unfortunately. So very similar conditions to what we felt yesterday, which means the alerts have pretty much stayed the same. It's a heat advisory in Gillespie in Blanco County. Excessive heat warning for everybody else. That's as serious as it gets, friends. There's nothing above an excessive heat warning when it comes to uh, the intensity of, of a heat language kind of barrier here. This is this is the worst of the worst. I mean, even by July standards, right? We shouldn't be this hot. We shouldn't be this hot at all at any point in the year here in Central Texas. But because this high-pressure system maintains its control of our weather pattern over the next six to seven days, there will be zero to no rain chances. I mean, you'll notice across the state, we look to stay dry over the next seven days. And even the temperatures, there is very little day-to-day -day change. So we're talking 105 to 107 every single day for at least the next seven days here. So an ongoing July heat wave, unfortunately. And you'll notice these little asterisks we've got from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all the way into Wednesday, indicating we'll either tie or break the daily high temperature record for those days. And then we've got several overnights where we'll likely do the same thing, upper 70s to low 80s. So maintain those heat safety precautions. We're really going to need to take this seriously. And what's crazy is it's not even just us here in Texas. Get this, more than 108 million Americans are under heat alerts as July is on track right now to be the hottest month in recorded United States history. Now, just weeks into summer, that hazardous heat, it, it's showing no signs of letting up. We've been warning you about that even here at home. NBC News' Aaron McLaughlin has the latest on the heat this morning ahead of today. Here in Phoenix, the temperatures are absolutely sweltering. 12 consecutive days of temperatures in excess of 110 degrees. That is approaching an 18-day record as citizens here in Phoenix are scrambling to cope. Hard-hit communities such as this one fleeing to cooling centers. City officials doing everything they can, but many saying it's not enough. I'll have all that and more coming up 
today. Okay, we'll watch for that. Another mosquito trap, though, in Williamson County, a sample has tested positive for the West Nile virus. That's according to Williamson County and the city's health district. The sample was collected in the Brushy Creek area near the Beck Preserve on Great Oaks Drive. So keep an eye out for that. Going to depth, this was the fifth reported trap that tested positive for West Nile this year in Williamson County. Just yesterday, state officials confirming the first human case of West Nile in Dallas County. Symptoms include fever, headache, body aches, skin rash on the trunk of the body. Swollen lymph nodes, too, are something that you should be aware of. We are getting a better look at the giant buoys going into the Rio Grande near the border. Installation started near Eagle Pass, an area more than three hours southwest of Austin. New pictures show migrants still trying to cross as crews work to install the buoy barrier. You can see there's some uh, razor wire that's lining the bank of the river there as well. There are also large areas of sand that have been formed, which appears uh, crews cleared out some of that vegetation. Houston Chronicle reporting it obtained an internal document from Customs and Border Protection. And in it, Border Patrol agents say that razor wire is actually making their job harder. Meantime, the Department of Homeland Security is starting a new family reunification program. And that could speed up the process for people who enter the U.S. legally. The program is for qualifying migrants from uh, Colombia, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras who have family members who are U.S. citizens or they have a green card. They must have already applied to join their family here in the U.S. and they must wait in their home country, not the U.S. border. These are people who are already in the pipeline to come to the United States on an immigrant visa. And this program allows them to come to the United States earlier rather than have to wait for potentially years, which is the case for people who are stuck in immigrant visa backlogs. Migrants who are approved will be allowed to work in the U.S. for three years. Well, the number of single parents on a steady rise here in America with our country facing having the highest rate of children living in single parent households. Yeah, it can be lonely. It can be very challenging. And now there's a growing number of moms who've discovered it doesn't have to be that way. Kim Neff and Crystal Terry met when their boys were in first grade in the same class. Years later, after divorce and separation, the moms decided they would be better off living together. We thought, okay, so this will be better for us financially. Right. We can share the rent, share mm -hmm. the utilities, share the groceries. Right. You yes. can help with childcare. Mm -hmm. I'm at the office. You're at home. Did you think of it also as emotional support? Well, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I, but I didn't. I didn't realize that would be such a big benefit of it um, until we moved in together. There's another adult here that understands what I'm facing, what I'm going through. Like the component that you have in a marriage, but without the romantic piece yeah. of it, uh, um, has been huge. Very interesting. Coming up next on Today, inside the Mommune, or a new living concept that's becoming a popular way to describe two or more moms living together with their children. Well, back here at home, there is now an ambulance at Hendrickson High School in Pflugerville. It's not to treat emergencies. This is an emergency vehicle that is giving students a hands-on lesson when it takes to become an emergency medical technician. The ambulance was delivered yesterday to the campus, and that's thanks to a $650,000 grant from the Pflugerville Community Development Corporation. It's one thing to be in a classroom. It's another thing to be in a real-time environment. And... You know, the equipment, some of it that we bought was actually predicated on it being in an ambulance and trying to simulate that. And instead of simulation, now we've got the real thing. 
And because the classroom on wheels is so accessible, the goal is to expand the program in the district and bring it to several other campuses. Big 12 media days are underway in Arlington. It's the last time for the Longhorns before they head out to the SEC next year. As Jonathan Thomas reports, they're hoping to prove the voters correct who picked them to win the title. Per usual, Texas was the star of the show for the first day of Big 12 media days as the Longhorns are picked to finish first in the conference. And according to Steve Sarkeesian and the players, the team has been training like one who warrants such expectations. In Sark's words, the team is on a mission, and that has been the case in every phase they've entered since the end of last season. I go watch our guys run uh, every day. Uh, nobody's surviving the run. Everybody's fighting to try to win the run. And when, when, you, when you have that mentality day in and day out, the moment never is going to be too big for you on Saturdays, whatever the game is. I feel like this year we're having a lot more fun with it. You know, we're not like, ah, man, we got to go out there in and, and the heat and, you know, just try to survive. I mean, we're going out there and we're, we're trying to attack instead of just trying to survive. We all um, understand how much everyone has worked and, you know, that's why we play for each other because we all want to win just as bad as the next person. Uh, I think we're more powered by love than we've ever been. I think we trust each other more than we ever have. I think we believe in what we're doing more than we ever have believed it. And I think when you mix those things together, it's really hard to stop that mixed with the amount of talent we have. Powered by love, that might end up on a t-shirt. Now, every team every year says this year things will be different, but these guys really believe that things will be different for them in the best way. We'll find out for sure starting September 2nd. From AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Jonathan Thomas, KXAN News. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.